I'm tearing up. <laughs> it's just about hate. screamed right now, but I'm not even there. <laughs> now that's inspirational, Natalie. <laughs> I feel inspired today. Part two I, of I, this. Can, I could be here for another hour. <laughs> no. I always go, he winds up homeless on the street. It's my fault. <laughs> I don't know what got into my head, but I thought, I thought this thought, you know, if I'm working year-round, I might as well get paid year-round. <laughs> Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education and Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and subscribe today. Now, it's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sweet Talk, our weekly podcast here at Continuing Education Workforce Training at Idaho State University. I am your co-host here, Paul Dickey. I'm the video instruction manager and apprenticeship coordinator here at Sweet. And as always, joining me is Gary Salazar, our director. Gary, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Paul. Thank you very much. Wonderful opening and we're on a Friday. No, yeah, we are on a Friday today. Yeah, we're so, recording on a Friday boy, today. It's been, it's been a quick week. Yeah, yeah glad yeah. to be back here, man. And just whiz, whiz <laughs> by. And as always, joining us is our magnificent co-co-host is Angie Wilhelm. Angie, how are you today? I'm doing so well today. Thank you so much, Paul. <laughs> Very excited for our guest. Yes, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. We have great guests. Don't we have great guests? We have fantastic guests, and Angela's been very, very good at helping us find, you know, really cool guests lately. We came off a good podcast the other day. We're going into another great podcast. Thank you for all that work uh, for our, our fabulous marketing coordinator, Angela. Hey, and and by the way, speaking of guests, uh, joining us today is a, is a very interesting uh, person, Dr. Martin Jam. Dr. Jam, uh, originally from Cameroon in Africa, is going to be talking to us today. Uh, about some of his experiences. So I'm real excited to hear that. Welcome, Martin. Welcome to the Sweet Podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thank uh, you, Gary. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Angie. Uh, it's good to be here and it's good to be amongst you people. Oh, you're awesome. <laughs> hey, well, we'd like to go ahead and begin uh, with all our guests. We often ask them, uh, maybe give us a little bit of your background. You know, where? How did you get started? What, what are you doing here? You've got a PhD. You're quite, you're quite educated too. So, would love to learn some of your your experiences and the journey that's brought you here to Idaho. Would you care to uh, help us with that? Indeed, indeed, Gary. Um, I traveled from Cameroon, West Africa, um, to study here at I, Idaho State University. When I came here. Um, it was great because after two years, my wife and children joined me here uh, to support me in my studies in political science. And uh, that's how I came to be right here in Pocatello, Idaho, and to be uh, part of the university community. Uh, it has been great. Um, I've learned a lot, but I've also experienced a lot for which I'm very grateful to share with you this morning. Mm, super. And, and your journey, uh, and thank you. Thank you for uh, telling us. That's in West Africa. There might be people who don't know where Cameroon is, but it's uh, Western Africa, um, near uh, Nigeria, I believe. Yes. 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 Okay. And and you, you were there and you came here for the education. So uh, you have worked there in Cameroon 
Yes. Uh, and you, you actually managed a hospital there for a while. Was that correct? Yes. I, I was uh, administrator of Banso Baptist Hospital, which is in, um, uh, in Amazonia now. Um, mm -hmm. It was a Baptist um, hospital started by Baptist missionaries from the North American Baptist uh, General Conference. The hospital is still being run today. I was there for about 12 years before I traveled here. And um, it was a wonderful experience working with staff and uh, making sure that our patients were taken great care of. Excellent. Can you give us a sense of how big your hospital was? I mean, how many patients were you uh, able to help uh, there while you were running it? Yeah, Banso Baptist Hospital was a 250 bed hospital. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, it had a men's ward, a women's ward, a children's ward, and also a private ward. It also had a maternity where newborns uh, uh, came to the world. And um, it was um, trying to, to get the staff together, having them every morning for devotionals to motivate and encourage them in God's word before we started the day. Uh, mm -hmm. It was a hospital of three shifts, the morning shift, the afternoon shift, and the night shift. And uh, I simply just worked with the staff and I did what Gary does most, most of the time, uh, management <laughs> by, by walking around to see that things were done properly mm -hmm. and um, giving reports and, uh, getting the staff to know that they had a higher calling of mm -hmm. uh, making sure mm -hmm. that the patients who came were taken care of um, so that they would go home and take care of their families. Yeah, wonderful. And, and the hospital's still there, is that right? Yes, the hospital is still there and uh, many more hospitals have been started. Um, uh, there's one in uh, Southwest province now, there's one in the, there about, uh, uh, two now or three in the French speaking section of uh, Cameroon and uh, mm -hmm. they're just well managed by the Cameroon Baptist Convention Health Board uh, Administration. What a, what a great start for you and it was after that that you decided to pursue your studies and you came to the United States. Yes, uh, um, initially came to do a uh, uh, public health administration. So when I came in, the political science department in ISU had both the public health administration and uh, American government. And uh, uh, the fact that I, I was in politics and I could also get into, into public health was uh, quite beneficial. So I went in, did a public, uh, uh, a master's in public administration mm -hmm. uh, with emphasis in healthcare administration before I went in to do my doctorate in political science. Wow, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. And, and once you completed your, your doctorate, you are still here. You, you yeah. completed that and you are still here. You're, not, you're actually, you're working here in Pocatello. You, you've accomplished some, some interesting things when you've been here. Um, I, I, I think it would be very important for the audience, particularly any of our local audience, to know that um, in addition to 
starting a nonprofit for children, which I'd love to talk about with you a little bit more. Um, you, you've also uh, done some work with our community neighborhood housing services. Uh, you've done some work with them. You've helped here with some STEM programs at the university. Uh, and uh, you've organized meetings in one of our local neighborhoods, Alameda um, neighborhood downtown. Yes. Uh, and, and you're working with us here in continuing education and workforce training. So uh, you, you are doing a lot of things here. You know, wh why are you getting yourself so involved in all, all of these efforts? Um, we want um, to build our community. Mm -hmm. Building our community involves all of us. Mm -hmm. We need to, all our hands must be on deck to make sure that people are taken care of. The children are taken care of. Uh, the elderly are taken care of because that is our community. Without everyone in the community participating to build our community, it, without everyone participating, our community reduces to something all of us don't like. And so we must be in the business of developing, building, encouraging, and making sure that the needs of our community are being met. And it doesn't mean that I have to do a big thing. I can always do a little thing. I can always go out there and uh, help um, rake leaves. I can also go out there, help the lady on my street, the older person in my street to shovel the snow or do something. Uh, sitting down, it shouldn't be our, our goal in life. We should be out there trying to make life better for the other person Right on right. our street, yeah. Yeah, well said. You are engaged in our community and we can see that now. Yes. Uh, one of the things that, that I see that you've been engaged with is you've helped start a, uh, a nonprofit for children. Um, yes. And yes. I'd love to hear you talk about it. It's the Children's Outreach International. Yes, uh, the Children's Outreach Program International. It, it was at the height of uh, HIV AIDS and uh, it was a very hard time for people in my section of the country, Mbazonia and the whole of Africa. And many, many people, parents came down with AIDS and were dying and leaving their children behind. So I talked with my family if we could do something to help those children. And the idea of the Children's Outreach Program International came up and I applied to start that um, organization. And what we did was we <clears throat> raised money uh, to send for children to, to, to be taken care of. It provided food, it provided education, it provided uh, for medical care, and uh, it also provided for jobs for those children. And that's what we did. We, we were in that um, organization trying to raise and take care of uh, children whose parents had died because of HIV, which was really devastating the whole of Africa at that time. Things are better now, things are better. 
So I have a question for you, Martin. With these children that you worked with uh, through your organization, is there a story that you have of one particular child or is there one that you've heard of now um, that, it, that some time has passed? Yes. Um, um, we, um, I wrote a grant. I wrote a grant to the Firelight Foundation, which awarded about $20,000. And uh, the $20,000 was sent back to Cameroon to help in training um, uh, workers to work with these children. And I know of many children who, who were taken care of. We literally provided books for them in school. And um, through the workers, um, I got reports uh, once every quarter of what they were doing. And from those reports, many of the children got to do jobs and many of the children got to join the national army. Some of the children went on to technical jobs, which was very, very important at that time because they could do something for themselves. Um, if there were children that did a particular thing, I would have to ask uh, some of the, our workers who came out of Banso Baptist Hospital to minister to these children. What, what a great initiative that is. So that, that opportunity that you did there was for that community of children there yes. in Cameroon. Yes. Correct? Yes. And, and I just want to link a couple things together. Martin has talked a little bit about, about working and improving our community. Here, here's a man who had, you know, a hospital administration there in a community. He's come here, he's grown, developed himself professionally, educationally, and he's continuing to help our local community here in our state. And then he also started a profit, a nonprofit from here in Pocatello to help community back in, in Cameroon again. I mean, that. For many people, that is a whole lifetime and a career, Martin. So what an amazing, amazing journey that has been for you. Uh, I, I'd like to say, you know, I wish I could be as good at you in accomplishing all those things. That, that, that's a magnificent thing. At the same time, while you're here, you're growing and you have your family here. In fact, you have a couple of uh, wonderful daughters who are doing very well at, at also and continuing on with their education. Would you would you say a, a word about your daughters who we've met uh, online at a lunch and learn previously and also at a podcast? How are your daughters doing? Thank you, Gary. Thank you for asking about those girls. Um, I always uh, wake up every morning uh, being excited about what those girls are doing. Um, our first daughter works with 25-2 Solutions. It's a seating company. And our last daughter, um, Lala Jam, also works with 25-2 Solutions. Our second daughter, Alma Jam, works um, with um, MIT. Uh, she uh, works with students. Um, in the capacity of integration. And um, uh, our third daughter is a pharmacist and uh, is working now as a pharmacist. Mm -hmm. um, 
the girls are busy. They have busy lives. And that's what I prayed for them. And uh, all that I, I do now with their mom is to encourage them to, to tell them to stay strong, to serve the people that come to them graciously and kindly, because um, making that impression on the people that they serve brings the people back for good service um, mm -hmm. and also gives them the opportunity to, to mature in what they're doing. Yes, good lessons, excellent lessons, and it sounds like they're following in, in, in your footsteps as well. Yes. Yeah. So, Martin, um, you know, you you talked about helping, you know, your your neighbors and and doing service to community, um, and it sounds like you're a very charitable uh, man. You know, I, I so I kind of understand your philosophy, but can you, what made you, the person that you are? What made you want to give to your community? Because, uh, you know, as everyone are so busy and we go through our lives and we do our own personal thing and we struggle with just, you know, doing our stuff. What is it that drives you to help others? Um, um, I am a Christian and uh, uh, my, my work in life is trying to be like my savior, Jesus Christ, who gave everything that he had for me. And when I look at myself, I have little or nothing to give to, to others. So one of the lessons we have been learning about is uh, uh, living there for one another. One, being one another's uh, friend, being one another's um, uh, companion. And as I look at our community, we need more of that. Um, it was what Christ did. And it's what also propels me to go out. I'm a member of the University Bible Church here in Pocatello. And um, we have uh, continuously worked on, on Christian, living the Christian way, which is helping others to know who Christ is and what Christ is doing in our lives and how we can be a good neighbor. And I think that's why I also go out and I speak on that in many of the communities around Pocatello. I do speak on the greatness of Christ, and I do speak on the goodness that Christ brought to the world. We are soon about to um, enjoy Christmas, celebrate Christmas. Well, um, it is one of the greatest um, holidays that I can ever think about, that Christ would live his home in glory and come down to us, then what have I done to my neighbor? Is always the question that I ask and Grace, my wife and I are always asking that question. What are we doing to enhance and build our neighborhood? So, mm -hmm. so that's what propels me to do what I do. That's great motivation. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and 
just just to the audience doesn't know this, but I'd love to get your get your take, Martin. You've mentioned a number of times that you'd like to go back to Cameroon, sure, and, and help in in some building, some reconstruction. And and one of the things you've asked of us is uh, maybe to help you become involved in some of the construction activities that we have here, so you can learn how, if you had to go back, how to help build homes. Um, and that's something you're still hoping that you can accomplish back in your community in Cameroon. Uh, and would you talk a little bit about what you hope to accomplish in, back in your country? Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Angie. Um, I was very interested in the, in the construction combine. And I came to, to Gary. And Gary told me there was opportunities to join the construction combine. And uh, there was um, a shed that was to be built in Pocatello. And uh, um, I was very encouraged and, uh, to join Steve in building that shed. That shed taught me a lot of lessons. The first lesson was that I had the opportunity to use modern tools. Um, I, ne I had never used a, uh, a nail gun. That was my first time to be taught how to use a nail gun. And I never used a, a square. I, I thought it was a ruler, but it was much more, more than a ruler. And thank you, Paul, for being very gentle, taking note of everything that I was doing. Yes, we built that shed. And I said, this is something that I need to learn. My country is in a war that has devastated many families. How am I going to help build my country when I go back after this devastating war where over thousands of people have been killed, uh, many incarcerated and many uh, living in bushes. So I thought this would be a great thing for me to do, to know at least the basics of building sheds because that will help me to join in building houses for people once the war is over. It's, it's a very nasty war, um, which was started for no reason. There shouldn't have been a war in Cameroon if the leaders in Cameroon would have sat down to talk with Ambazonians, former Southern Cameroons. They didn't want to talk. They thought brutality and the military were going to solve the problem, which has not been solved. But we are praying that the United Nations would come in and that United States would come in and uh, get the two parties to talk together so that this war is resolved so that we can go back and I can use the knowledge that um, Gary gave me the opportunity to learn, to construct or help in building homes for our, um, for our people who, who have been so traumatized and killed and uh, are being destroyed every day by a senseless war that uh, shouldn't have been in the first place. Thank you, Mark. Um, just to give people uh, some context. So what we're talking about is uh, recently um, with, with the construction combine, Steve Quinton, who's one of the lead contractors on that combine, wanted to do an instructional video on building a shed. And uh, 
you know, I'm video guy here at our department at continuing education workforce training. So I was going to film it and uh, Martin found out about it and wanted to participate so that he could get some basic skills. So I was there as Martin was learning some of these skills, which he's Martin's correct. He's never, it was obvious. He'd never had a nail gun in his hand, in his hand, in his life. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, I, I do have to say that uh, Martin, you, uh, you took on to it pretty quickly. Um, you were always there and you were always attentive to Steve, uh, Steve Quinton's instructions and follow along with his instructions. And we're always eager to help. I mean, we we were there, you know, one day I remember it was really cold and Martin did, Martin was there, <laughs> showed up. Um, and, uh, um, I, I, and I was there. So to observe you learning these skills, uh, I mean, and so I was, I was kind of impressed that you were just all in on, on uh, helping out and, uh, and learning these, uh, these skills that you had never done before. Yeah. And in addition, Paul, I also took, you know, sweet also, um, has a, a, a cabinet making uh, program here mm -hmm. at the university. So I have taken that course. I just finished it yesterday. Uh, right. Kate was my teacher and I just finished the cabinet making by making a small cabinet for my daughter. So yeah. uh, oh. <laughs> uh, Sweet Sweet is helping me do everything I can to be ready for service. And I'm grateful for that. And and uh, you're uh, you're planning on participating in the construction combine this year, correct? De definitely. Um, <laughs> and, and, and you're uh, and you've been helping uh, Scott Stevens out at our office with some of that stuff as well, correct? Yes, launch and learn, launch, launch and learn. learn. Um, I'm learning from Angie. I'm learning from Angie how to market. <laughs> I'm learning from Angie how to get involved with people to come to the launch and learn which is every third uh, Wednesday of the month. And uh, um, there are wonderful topics for our community and for the entire Idaho, if not the entire United States to join us in our launch and learn every third Wednesday <laughs> of the month at 12 o'clock to one o'clock launch time. And uh, well, you know, you're doing really good. He's, 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 he's pushing it. He's pushing <laughs> yes, it. Um, yes. So, so, uh, so Martin, I mean, um, you started this nonprofit to, to help children that were, uh, you know, had lost their parents due to an, uh, you know, the epidemic of uh, HIV. Yes. Um, but you must have, so you must have a lot of um, skills getting community partners to work together um, in order to propel something like that uh, forward. Um, what kind of partners did you have to establish for something like that? And, and what does it take in say, you know, Cameroon to get something like that established? Um, I think it's, it's what, um, you, you need to market it. You need to go out and, um, talk to the people, uh, write to organizations, uh, uh, be there when they ask if they can talk with you to talk with them, showcase what you are doing so that so that they can get involved in what you are doing. Because these things that I'm trying to do, I cannot do them alone. I cannot do the children's outreach alone. It has to be 
a community thing. It has to be everyone involved to give in either $20,000 or $10 or $15 or anything so that we can get this money, send it to the hospital so that they can get out to the community because the, the hospital has a community outreach program that really works with these children. So we have been supporting that community outreach program. And mm -hmm. so it, it entails people here in America, in our community, and also people in Ambazonia, Cameroon, so that these children can be taken care of. Uh, it just needs hands on deck, Paul. So so I have to ask, um, I, I mean, it, not so much nowadays, but I know in the early days of HIV, it, yes. had, a, it had a large stigma. Um, so was that, hard, was that a, a barrier to creating this foundation? Um, was the, the stigma against HIV? Um, I mean, did, they, a lot of, did anyone look at the kids going, well, hey, their parents you know, um, had HIV. Was yeah. there any backlash from that? Yes, there was backlash. Because initially, AIDS, people who had AIDS were regarded as uh, sinners or people who were uh, doing what God did not want them to do. And with more research and so on, uh, they discovered that it was not all that they thought. So there was a lot of backlash. There was not only backlash, in America, there was backlash, a lot of backlash in Cameroon, where uh, this the, some people didn't just want anything to do with, but it was sad to see children who have lost their parents and who couldn't have just sat down because of the backlash, because of the, the uh, pain that uh, these children were going through and then sit still. We needed to do something. Uh, President Bush did do a lot, lot. He gave uh, $15 billion to Africa to help out with AIDS and, and many other things. And that was very helpful. And that's why uh, everything um, became a lot better because of what President Bush during his, president, his presidency did to Africa. But yes, there was a lot of backlash, Paul. Okay. So uh, I'm not... Um familiar with your country that much it how does it do economically um is is it um is it a, a a poor nation is it a rich nation um you said you ran a hospital did you have all the funds and facilities you needed or was it always a struggle it was always a struggle it was always a struggle especially dealing with bills and 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 dealing with uh uh, procurement of drugs from uh, Europe, from United States, from India. It was always a struggle. I, I think the struggle is even more now because of the war that uh, the civil war in Cameroon is, has also brought in a lot of struggle. Yes, Paul, it, Cameroon is not a rich country. It should have been a very rich country if the resources were well managed, but it is not a rich country because very few people lay hands on those resources and may and leave others poor and so we, so, we yeah go ahead so if if you're if uh, um 
Cameroon is a, a poor country and you were running a hospital. Was your hospital like a, maybe a, a haven for many people in that community? Yes, it was a haven for many people. And the hospital, uh, most of the times, was not even able to make it. And so we were getting, we're trying to appeal for funding to take care of uh, students, uh, uh, to take care of uh, patient bills. Uh, we also had a situation in the hospital where if you got well, you could do some small work in the hospital for your bill to be covered. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah, so. Um, so as, a, as the hospital administrator, so you not only had to run the place, but you were also um, facing an up, uphill battle to find funds to keep it running. Yes, to keep it running. And when the economic crisis hit, it was even worse, but we did everything to take care of who we could take care of. And uh, that was uh, a beautiful thing to see that out of nothing, something always came through. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Paul, Angela, Martin, I, I don't know if you heard uh, the alarm oh. go off. Uh, it was, uh, sorry, it was the alarm and my dog in the background. I don't know if you heard that whipping going on. Oh, I was just getting started, Gary. I was just yeah, getting started. I'm trying to look up statistics right now in Cameroon. And yeah, what so, a fascinating, fascinating what, what, story. One, one last thing, Gary, just one last mm -hmm. thing, please. So, Martin, you were in Cameroon as an administrative hospital. What was the thing... I mean, you came for education, but what was the deciding factor for you to come to uh, Pocatello, Idaho to continue that education? Because you were, you were doing good work in Cameroon in a hospital, but then you just said, hey, I'm going to take this opportunity. What was the thing to make you take that opportunity? Um, we were emerging into a world where things were changing very fast. And I wanted the hospital to change with that. Uh, I wanted the hospital to move, move ahead uh, with the world. And I thought getting an education, maybe in writing policy, in writing grants, in, in um, building others, learning how to, to create partnerships, public partnerships, private partnerships was what I needed to do in order to keep this hospital going. Oh, wow. So it was, again, a decision made doing service for your community. Yes, yes. And, uh, and um, I'm so happy to be here at SWEET, learning everything that uh, Scott Stephen is teaching me and everyone is teaching me, Angie, I get into her office every moment, every time to <laughs> ask stuff. And Paul setting my computer up and everything and Aaron and everyone. I'm grateful for that. And I think I am trying to register this because this will be very helpful yeah, to yeah. the people that I'll serve in the future. Very cool. Ex Paul, excellent. Great, great questions, man. Angela, super. Mr. Mr. Martin Jam, Dr. Martin Jam, thank you. Uh, uh, what an amazing journey this is uh, has been for you, and all the help that you've been given to people, you know, back in your country here, and the learning that's still ahead. Uh, I'm very happy that you you've chosen to work with us, and uh, 
just lo- just like you may be saying, hey, uh, you have, you're you're learning. We are also learning. You know, <laughs> the hardest thing we all have thank to you. do anymore is is to work on ourselves. So, thank you Amen. for what you are doing in the community. Thank you for all the charity that you've been uh, providing to others and that support. Uh, you've got a magnificent family, and uh, we are also fortunate privileged to get to know you. For um, for all of you out there, uh, if if you are interested in talking with Martin or you want to get, get some questions from him, I mean, you can reach him here at uh, Continuing Ed and Workforce Training. Paul is going to wrap us up here, and uh, he's going to give you the contact information, and then we can get that to uh, to Martin, and he can get back to you. Angela, Paul, um, wow, this has been very, very interesting podcast. So much yeah. more to go into. Thank you for uh, for doing that. You want to go ahead and help us close it out, Paul? I will definitely help us close it out. So uh, as always, Martin, thank you for being on today. Angie, as always. And Gary, again, I say this every time. Can't do this without you, man. Um, So um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, email us at uh, cetrain.isu at um, cetrain at isu.edu. I still stumbled on that one today, Gary. Um, and then um, you can uh, visit our website at cetrain.isu.edu. And you can call us, especially if you're interested in that lunch and learn at 208-282-3372. Thank you so much for listening today and everyone be safe out there. Wow. Thank you. Thank you.